Hello, George. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, man? It is, I am in, what week of quarantine are you in? Let's you see. Know. I definitely you know, know I that I'm in. I don't know. I, so if I count, because mine is like a half week, because we went on quarantine in like the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went our, like we went on quarantine on Wednesday, March 18th. And so if that's week one, this is week two, week three, week four, week five, week six. We are starting week seven. Wow. Oh, my gosh, dude. So yeah. So I mean, today is Monday, April 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am starting week seven of the COVID-19 quarantine. Uh, I guess this is like, is this the seventh episode then that we do? In quarantine, or the sixth episode yeah, that we do? Six. It's got to be the sixth. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I sat on your couch. I know. I mean, we did, I think the first one we, yeah, we did with Danny. We've had three guests. Yeah, this is the sixth one. Yeah. Wow, dude. Well, time flies when you it, can't see anybody. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know how, I don't know how the rest of the country's doing, but I was out today doing my regular errands the regular things that i do all i do is i get in the car to either go to my office which is half a mile away or take my kids to their mom's house that is it maybe a a run to Publix or two that's it but today there was traffic so for a lot of people the quarantine's over because there was traffic yeah i mean it sounds to me like you have eased some of your social distancing yeah okay i would say so yeah you know, you mean like eased my social distancing in what way? I mean, it just sounds like social distance. You're going, I mean, how, how many days a week do you leave your house? I leave my house probably four, yeah, four days a week, probably. As opposed to two weeks ago. Yeah. No, yeah when you were not leaving your house at all. I, I, I never not left my house. Okay. Because I mean, even, even, um, there were like crisis clients that, that I needed to go to the office for. And even if I went to the office and they were 10 feet away and, and it was only for one hour, it was still a change of environment for me. So um, I never not left the house, but I mean, I was extremely careful and I still am. I, I have, I have three face masks now. Uh, okay. So the collection, the collection is building. I'm being so extra careful. And so, you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. We're just eventually going to have to transition to, to, to normalcy, and I'm ready. So, I don't know how soon I'll be able to do that, considering that I have an older person in our house. Yeah. Uh, right. So I don't have the luxury of being able to move freely uh, in and out. Um, and, like, David is actually very, very conscious of that, and I'm conscious that he's conscious of that. Um, so... I just like we're not. I haven't. I go to the office. Like my my routine is exactly the same as it was in week one, in that I'm going to the office one day a week, and every other day I'm seeing from home. Everything is delivered to the house. We do not go and pick up. The only one who really does kind of move throughout space, like throughout the outside space, um, with very little change, has been David. Except, and he still has to like like he comes home through the side gate, goes to the outside shower, takes a shower, takes off all his clothes disinfects everything it's like a whole procedure every single day that's how Uh it has to be and that's how you have to be 
And even more so when this is over, even more so as more people are out, it's got to be, if you're in that situation, even more so. It's got to be like, you know, you know, taking off your clothes, going straight to the shower, leaving your shoes outside. Uh, yeah, totally. So the I've been like following these little like, there's a bunch of different like, there's several different tools um, and projection models out there. So, and I use, I have found one that um, continues to be cited by different sources. And I think it's called the IHME one. And it's the one where you can pick different countries and it shows like the curve as to like, you know, where you are within um, like when the hot, the peak contagion is supposed to hit your area in relationship to the number of people who have like reported being, having had it and the relationship of that having other people who have died. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it just is kind of like, I, as a person who has to like forecast dates and like um, continue to like advise a boss, um, I just have to be like, okay, well, let me see who, what's, what's going on out there. So I saw one today and they were talking about how in Florida, um, it looks like if, if everything continues on plan, um, people should be able to ease social distancing um, without there being like a spike in contagion on June 14th. June 14th. June 14th. So, and that's kind of like in line with where my head was at. In my head, I was like, okay, July 1st is the start of like the new Florida fiscal year. So I was like, okay, we're basically like the rest of the fiscal year is just us shutting down. Um, I had said that, remember? I yeah, said June 30th. June 30th. And mm-hmm. so in my head, it's kind of like July 1st will be the first day that we can like maybe step out into the world again with a little mm-hmm. less fear being aware of everything that we already know in regards to like what we need to do to keep uh, contagion at a minimum. Um, and yeah, but you know, there's a long time between now and June 15th. Um, I, I, I've, I've never lived in any other part of the country. Uh, and I love Miami. It's home. And because it's home and because I'm from here, I confidently can say that we are gonna not care about any of that. And on Friday, everyone's gonna be out and people are gonna be hugging and kissing and people are gonna be doing a bunch of shit they're not supposed to do. And they're gonna think that everything is over. And hey, Florida, because Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, so yeah, there was a really fun, there was a picture that was going around today that were like, that shows the picture, I guess, of somewhere in like California where the beaches are packed with people. And it's like, once again, so like, it was just like a nice little reminder that Florida is not the only like fucked up place (laughs) or the only place that has fucked up people. Like there are fucked up people literally everywhere and available, you know, to, you know, buck the guise of good advice. But it's like, it's funny because as a, like when I think about, when I think about the information that's presented to me, by different like experts and models and all that stuff. I understand that when, when creating these things, you have to do it with a certain amount of error. But what I never understand is the person who chooses to err on like the side that is the least cautious when it comes to like the health and wellness of others. And um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, It is what it is. It's like, I, I, there's a, there's a fine, there's a, it's funny how like 
in this, like, in the country that we live in because of, like, I just, I don't know if it's, like, we just politicize everything now um, or if, um, you know, the talking heads decide to make everything a political issue and then everyone takes sides and all of a sudden we're just talking and having a political argument about something that had nothing to be political. Um, But the idea that it's ironic to me when um, a person will literally, like, flip-flop on an issue the moment it, like, has a direct impact on them. Right. With no regard to anything that they, like, any other kind of, like, espousement or belief system or, like, not even worried about it being completely, like, irreconcilable. Like, any, like you know, people who, like, there was a video, another video, a picture going around of a person um, holding a sign that said, my body, my choice. And it was in relationship to the ability of being able to move throughout space, being like, I don't want to be like told by the government to stay at home. It's my body. I should do what I want to. And it's like that person very likely has been on the receiving side of that argument by somebody who has argued that in favor of like a pro-choice kind of ideology. Um, And now it's like, can you not see how you're saying the same thing, but it just doesn't suit you for one for that, whatever. Anyways, um, this is not a political podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, right, yeah, no. It was just out of my mind. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, week seven is like, if week four sucked, week seven is like, we're good. Yeah, I think, I think we're coasting now. And I think it's going to, you know, I think we're going to, you know, start seeing some kind of change. But you know what I love? Here's what I love. I love, I, love. That I saw, I've, I've seen two cars already with a Mickey Mouse freaking car, piece of cardboard taped to the back of their car that says um, virushoax.com. And, and I'm just like, there's so many, I'm not going, I'm not going to the website, not because of what it says and not, it, you have it on a piece of cardboard taped to your car. Not gonna, <laughs> not going to that website. I'm sorry, not going to that website. You know, I mean, maybe maybe it's a porn website. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. You know? First of all, David and I have realized that a lot of what is happening with regard to just people and the stuff that's out there right now is because people are bored. Correct. Like people get angry and start yelling at things. It's like, oh, she's she's bored. She's mad, and she's it's coming out. It's manifesting. The boredom is manifesting through anger. Or like, oh wow, she's cooking a lot and now she's getting fat. Oh well, you know, he they they are uh, they're bored and they're eating carbs. You know, it's like, oh look, another another video chat or like another another exercise post by him. You know, team still at home and I'm like, well, you know, like they're doing, they're everyone's got to choose, pick their path. Right, right, exactly. And do things. And so I've been really, I have found myself bored too. And like, I have been churning out a lot of like, I would say thirsty as fuck content mm-hmm. and like super body positive. And it, yeah. and I can't ex- figure out exactly where it came other than the fact that one day I was just like, Oh, oh, this looks good. And then like, you put it out there and like, you receive like, you receive like a positive response and yeah. like I have like to the point where like I just kind of keep pushing the boundary and pushing the boundary and pushing the edge and like I don't even tell David 
even though David and I have had a conversation about it and he like supports me a hundred percent, which is wonderful to have. Right. Um, and, and like, I guess like what I was, and it it all kind of came to a head this after this morning, this afternoon, this morning. Yeah. I had crafted together. So I've been taking base. I'm taking like super racy pictures of myself. Right. And then I've been like collaging like sticker images over like the 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 the, the bits and pieces and whatever um, to like get through any kind of like logarithm algorithm censorship things, right? But it is basically like me naked on the internet, right? <laughs> and and like and some of them are much more suggestive than others, and it's like. So the so the I got a, I get a text from Danny and he's like George I just have to ask you are you doing porn <laughs> and I was like and then my response to him right back was well what's porn and so this brings us to the topic that I wanted to talk about today oh, and I nice. think it's like with all of the amount of time that people are spending you know, by themselves, theoretically, even though, you know, you've seen the pictures of the beach part, the, the, the boat parties, but nonetheless, people are spending a lot of time by themselves. Yeah. And so do you, and like, and I, I know for a fact that Pornhub gave away Pornhub premium to everybody free for like a week, a month uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk about Porn. Sure. Why I mean, not? we already had a sex episode. Yeah. This is this. I mean, it was, it's time. It's time for an so extension of that. Now this is just like, you know, a dive into, you know, one of those things that you're not supposed to talk about, and that's fucking porn. Well, you know, and, and why? So let's start with that, because I loved your answer to Danny, because, you know, and I, I mean, I know that he was just inquiring. It's not that you guys got into it, but but like it's a great question you asked. So focus more on the question. What, how do we define porn now in 2020? Well, there is an actual definition of porn. Okay. Um, and I had it up earlier and it's something to the effect of like, um, it, it describes the medium. So it's definitely like book, video, picture, magazine. And it describes like an sexually explicit uh, image or like imagery or act for with the intention of creating some sort of sexual arousal. So it's a right. super specific definition. Um, and I'm paraphrasing off what I could remember reading earlier, but it talks about what it really got into was like the idea that there's people who say that um, pornography is a form of artistic expression Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I mean, that was the whole People versus Larry Flint thing, right? Did you ever see that movie? Oh, yeah. I watched it. And how it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And ultimately, the Supreme Court realized that this is a form of, like, it's protected by the First Amendment. Um, and there are, like, obscenity laws that apply to whether something can be disseminated throughout society, which is why you don't have kitty porn and a bunch of other things. Because it's, like, right. obviously, they're, like, it's wrong. Um, but... I guess, like, the thing is, like, I remember a time in my life when porn was something to be ashamed of or, like, it was secret. Like, I had male friends and, like, they had, like, like a, remember the, did I I talk about this? They had, like, a 
a three and a half by five floppy disk yes. of like yes. X-rated images. And like yeah. people would copy the disc and then like when you got a copy, you could like look at it. And it was the first time I had seen like sexually explicit content was like porn. And I was like a teenager. And I remember it was like a secret and like you weren't supposed to like talk about it. And it was right. somehow bad. And I guess what I want to like ask you is and like what you like think about this is like, where are we? I mean, between then and now that we're like having this like frank discussion about it. It's like permeated our popular culture. People talk about having Pornhub subscriptions like they have, you know, a Gmail account and, you know, a Wells Fargo app. Um, And so I guess like that's kind of like, I will just leave open forum. Thoughts? I I mean, there's, you know, uh, there I have my my personal take and I have like my, what I see, what I've seen professionally. Uh, So I, I, I think that porn now because of how accessible it is, um, I think we have allowed ourselves to become more transparent about it. Um, and because, I mean, you know, any 12-year-old can find porn now. And parents can do their very best to try to protect. But it's just an advanced version of what we went through because, you know, we had, you know, like when I was growing up, we had cable and we had one of those uh, boxes, those cable boxes, and I would watch Cinemax after midnight, which is pretty much soft, soft ah, core. You were one porn. of those kids. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, like there was, and then you know, there was a HBO show called Dream On. That was there was a lot of nudity there. Uh, even even um, shows like Tales of the Crypt. Uh, a lot of their episodes had nudity. They had some. I do remember some very racy yeah. ones. I definitely remember oh, yeah. like. Full yeah. frontal, absolutely, and uh, so so this is what we're going through today. It's just an, a very advanced version, uh, and there are parts that the parent in me um, really makes me concerned, and then because it's just so accessible, and then you know, then it's and then of course the Catholic upbringing in me makes you know, you know, makes me question like the people who are involved, the people who are in the videos and stuff like that. But that's more me and my own conditioning, but socially it's become, we become more transparent about it. So therefore the question becomes, you know, not as, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's like, is it good or bad or is it right or wrong? I just think it's just part of, it's just part of our society. Now, well, it was always part of our society because we we're all curious about sex. We all enjoy Well, for the most part, we all enjoy sex and, um, and porn can be useful depending on where you relate, where you are in your relationship with your significant sure. other, uh, or if you know you're you don't have a significant other and you've been quarantined for six weeks, um, you know it could be extremely useful. <laughs> so that's kind of like my off the cuff kind of thoughts on on porn. For uh, what would you say your relationship to porn is? My relationship to porn is that I think it's it could be used as a tool and it can also be very harmful. So my relationship to porn is it's there, it's accessible, but tread lightly. Okay, so with that said, I am going to like, we're doing this, we're doing this very raw. We haven't talked about this 
beforehand. Yeah, we just jumped right this in. Is, we just, just jumped right in. I, I told yeah. you the topic. And like, as always, if there's some at, at some point that you're just like, I don't feel comfortable talking about this and having it on the internet, you just pull the plug um, or like, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to put you on the spot that like you have to answer. Um, no, no, you would. I mean, I can't imagine how far this is going to go, but you know, I would say we can get pretty deep into it. This is a really, how deep? really, <laughs> what she said. Um, so I, you know, I think that it, this has become such a factor in things like, um, performance anxiety. Uh, it has affected marriages negatively relationships negatively directly and indirectly okay let's that, let's that, do this let's let's organize ourselves. i can't it, it it would i i would be lying if i was like oh no we can't I, this is where i bow out i have to talk about it as part of my career you know what i mean okay it's let's very, very i want to do this thing that's happening i want to like as i'm going to like produce as i go so let's do this okay. let's do the first half of the show talking about it as like a clinical thing your pros cons and then okay. this back half, we talk about like personal views, thoughts, and you know that's it. Like, let's get the. I want to like get the clinician thing out of the way. Um, and then I love producer George, by the way. I love, and then, I, really <laughs> I love this. And then let's get. And then we'll save like the juicy bits for the back end. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, well, so yeah, look, look, I get like, I think that when you're talking about the idea as of like, when you're talking about things like sexual dysfunction, when you're talking about things like um, sex issues that couples have, um, that a lot of times they don't want to talk about it. I know that a tool that is often applied is using pornography as a way to like visually stimulate and maybe like inspire uh, different like different things in the bedroom um and it's about like the couple having to be willing to like go down that path and actually like, wanting to fix it now like now you tell me yeah i mean it's just it's you just have to be very careful is that's the only because we have different scenarios scenario one is you have a person who's grown up with the internet grown up with access to to porn uh-huh. and they just keep rubbing it out and rubbing it out and they just keep watching and man this is fantastic and you know and then they start dating somebody they get to the bedroom and it's like no lift off what the fuck is happening oh. what is going on you know how how i have i've been preparing for so many years for this moment and here i have you know a woman in front of me or a man depending you know uh-huh. And I all of a sudden can't, I can't lift. I can't get, I can't get up. I can't get hard, you know? And uh, so I, I kind of knew this was happening because we kind of started going over it when I was getting my master's degree. Mm-hmm. It, we didn't, we didn't get deep into it. No pun intended. Um, but I, we, there was already, it was 2010 and we were already in a time where it was becoming more prominent. What happened was I, when I went to see my urologist, and my urologist found out I was a mental health counselor. And he said, hey, can I refer you some people? And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I was like, sure, no problem. And he's like, I have so many 20-somethings that I'm prescribing ED medication to. 
and 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 I, I I'm I've been doing research, and all I could think about is that they just they just watch too much porn to the fact that to the point that when they get to the the deed, they get to the moment, it's not as exciting or it's not as overly produced or it's not what they thought it was going to be or the sensations, the touches, the the odors, the something's happening that it just no lift off. So there's that. Then there's the, okay, um, I can't perform unless we're watching porn. That's not good. You should be able to perform in, in an organic way with your significant other and have a good sex life and use porn to, to add to that or to complement that. But to be like, hey, by the way, I need to watch porn in order to get hard to, you know, have sex with you. Yeah, it's a, like warm up the oven. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's not healthy. It's not ideal, right? Uh, so it really, it, it, you just, like I said, tread very carefully, tread lightly. It, you gotta have a good starting point, you know, and you have to, be aware that you are watching a production that everything is bigger and enhanced and lights and everything is like you know it's bam, fake. bam bam it's fake yeah it's 100 fake, fake. It, it's pure 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 fantasy as told through the director's eyes like you're watching somebody else's fantasy come to life for you and it's like i wonder if the inability to perform is the inability to like expand your own imagination and let your mind like wander. I listen, I know that I have had, there have been moments when I've been having sex and I'm not like, it's like, I cannot get an erection and it's because my head's somewhere else. Like my brain, not my, not my penis head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere else. Um, and it really, it like, it, I guess we, do we talk about the fact that, like, when you talk about sex, sex is all in the head, in the brain? I mean, oh, there are erogenous zones, but, like, the most, the most erotic part of the whole body is the brain. Yep. Right? That is a driving force. Absolutely. I mean, doesn't our pituitary gland control our endocrine system, which is basically, like, our entire hormones? And isn't that back uh, here? I, yeah. I, I, the pituitary gland, I think, is – but I, I don't know the science part. The science part, I'm not – I'm not too sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I just read a lot but, of internet. But I, but <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that that yeah, it's all in, a lot of it's in the mind. Okay, um, so like I you've mean, talked about how your 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 clinical like as, at this point you've only you've mentioned to me like it's bad, it's not good, too much of a good too much of a good thing is bad, bad 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 bad. When, the good. when is when is it good? Oh man, um, I would say, you know, it's good when you know if, if you know that it's it's okay. It's not your like your go to like, hey, I haven't watched porn in a while. It'd be fun to just watch something and you know rub one out or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, or if if you're in a you have a very healthy sex life with your significant other, and you're like, hey, let's watch something. Let's watch like whatever that you pick. You know, and kind of like explore fantasies. You know, in that way. Um, and it, it also, you know, you don't have to bring somebody else into like a physical body into the bedroom, um, and, and kind of explore. It's great for exploration. If you, if you already, if your foundation is already solid and you already have a healthy sex life and yeah, you know, you add that on, Hey, you know, more power to you, 
you know? Um, so I think, I mean, and, and sometimes, honestly, sometimes it's funny. Like, you know, some of these are like overacting, you know, the overacting, sometimes you just watch it just to like laugh a little because it's sometimes they're very like, ah, 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 you know, and you're like, okay, dude, relax, take it easy. <laughs> you're like, you, you're going to hurt her neck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, uh, be careful. They're just light, lighten up. I don't, I don't okay. think her hamstrings can handle that amount of stretching. <laughs> right, exactly. Or like, I always, I never, I, I definitely don't like it when you're watching the, when the person, like, when the person looks like they're being hurt, there's nothing about that that is like fun for me. Um, do you have any like funny porno stories of like you're growing up? Uh, you know what? Funny, funny, funny. I would say I, I would say one time like me and a you know group of friends watched one. We were watching, we were all neighborhood kids. And uh, one of my friends got a hand, he's got a hands in um, one of the videos and we're watching the video and like 10 minutes into the video, we're like, um, I gotta go home. And everybody just, <laughs> everybody just went home. I'm glad. 10 minutes into the video. I have never, ever, ever watched like a porn film with a f- group of friends. It's not something that mm-hmm. like, Never like as I mean, growing up, that was never something that we that I did, um, and like I would, I have come to find out through other people's stories like yours that that's something that you always did. How does like in what like how does that work? Like you're all like little friends, and you're how old would you say you are? I would say at this point, middle school age, uh, 12, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're all like, mm-hmm. it's a group of like five 12-year guys who only like, I mean, admittedly, most of you, if not all of you are straight, right? Yeah. I, so we're going to get together and we're going to watch porn. No, no, no. It, see, that's where it, it's, it was more about the, because remember, this is 1992. Yes. So, so it's not like... Oh, hey, you guys want to watch porn? It was like, dude, I got my hands on a fucking porn video. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And the pagers are going off. And people are calling. What's going on? Dude, this guy, he, got, he has a porn video, a porn video. Like, what? Yes. All right, we're going we're gonna to meet at his house because his parents aren't going to be home yet from work. And we're just, and it was like, it was like watching a freaking science video. Like we were all just kind of like, that's what that looks like. That's what, how that goes. That's what that does. And then like 10 minutes later, we're like, all right, hey, listen, I'm going to get going. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to get going. <laughs> I gotta, gotta go. I'm going to go real quick. Um, gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. See, and so, and a gay boy's, and a gay boy's fantasy that group of five people watching porn together turns into his first time. Oh, okay. So that's not what happened in this situation. Everyone decided to go at home. Yeah, okay. You know, now, 2020, you know, if I'm like, hey, you guys want to come over and watch porn? It's like, it takes a totally different thing. But imagine in 1992, this was a huge deal. I mean, this was an upgrade from Skinamax. Yes, I mean, we didn't have, the internet changed everything. Right, exactly. When we so, brought the computer, when my mom put the computer in the office of the house and the internet was brought in, I guess you realized very quickly the accessibility 
to like to porn through it. And she was like always, it was always such a big deal for her to be like, no porn, no porn, no porn, no porn. No. And the more she said, like, I, I don't want to, I, I don't think that because she was so strict about it, it's what really like heightened my curiosity. But because I don't want to be that cliche, but it, I can't, I can't think of anything else. I can't anything think of anything else. The fact that it was so forbidden, it was so terrible, it was so bad, um, mm. made it like I don't know. I just I had to go find it, and when I would find it, I would print it out. <laughs> so I would like print out like the stills of like you know how like the, like right. the stills. I would print out stills, and I would save them. And one time. Like, I came home from, like, whatever. I was already in college. So this is, like, already, yeah, I was already, like, this is me, like, between the 18 and 25, right? So I could theoretically go to the video store and, like, buy one at this point. But I didn't have a TV in my own room, and this made much more sense. Anyhow, um, and I had definitely been, like, busted a couple of times with, like, a couple of different windows open. And my mom being, like, what's that window? What's that window? And, like, me being, like, trying to, like, close everything really quick. And then she'd be, like, no computer for a week. You know better than that. Shame, shame, shame. Just, it was shame is really what it was, right? Right, right. Um, right. And then, like, I would, like, but I thought I was, I thought I was being slick because I had this, like, this, like, packet of, like, like, pieces of paper with, like, porn images and so i would like this i would like put them out on the bed and just Mm -hmm. like go to town yeah and then like put it back in my folder and once everything was done right (laughs) and i come home one day and my mom was like i cannot believe what you have done you know the disrespect like just really pissed and like going Mm -hmm. in on me and i'm like what and she's like your sister found that filth in your drawers and I knew what she was talking about and I knew where that shit was which meant my sister went digging oh deep digging and I was like you know what and I and at that moment I remember thinking like you know what fuck this and I was like you know what I know where those things were and for the fact the fact that she found them meant that she was looking for something she had no business going into my room looking for things right and and that's that. And she's like, and, and then like, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, fine, you know, whatever, fine. You want to say what you want to say, fine. But I know where they were. They were not like, they weren't like laying on like on the coffee table. Right, 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 right. They were well, well put away. She and then I ended up like, and like I just the relationship to porn becomes something of like a like an old friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. You know, I, I have to, uh, can you hear me okay, by the yes, way? Yes, 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 Okay. You know, one thing I don't talk about much um, is, you know, I, I really don't talk much about my faith. And I, I don't know if you've noticed that. I, I don't really get into the no. religion thing. I don't talk about my faith all that much. Um, but I will say that I, I, I do owe it to my faith and having gone to a Christian school to where it wasn't like, oh, you know, Jesus is going to punish me if I watch porn. It was just this thing of like, this is not the way to go about it. So I'm not getting into that. And that kind of guided me, you know, through. So, you know, and, and I, I'm really grateful, really grateful because I hear about, you know, what that urologist was telling me about. And I uh-huh. hear more and more about how a correlation that the 
people who watch porn excessively then have a harder time when they're actually in the act in person. And, and I'm just grateful that I've always been able to really be in the moment and really enjoy the, that, that physical aspect with one person and, you know, just getting a rise out of like what's going on in that moment. Um, and I'm just grateful for that. Like, I'm grateful that I, I, I didn't, you know, not that I've never watched porn. That's not what I'm saying, but I never went into like this habit or into this custom of, oh, let me just go straight to that. If I feel like I'm not getting enough or I feel that, you know, I want more, that wasn't one of the options that, that crossed my mind at the beginning, you know? And I think that also has a lot to do with the fact that the times that we grew up in too, like we didn't have access to it. I never really had that much access to it. And, um, and yeah, so. I mean, listen, by the time that you turned 21, you had access to it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, it was never like, oh, you know, like I can't wait to get home and watch porn. You know what I mean? Like it was never that. I never had that. That was never a. The way you that know, you would if you were like, in, like a teenager. Right. Yeah. yeah, I never, I never had that thing like, oh, you know, like I remember, and I still like, you know, like in WhatsApp chats where people send like pornographic videos, I still, I'm 41. I'm still like, oh my God. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, what, what do you think that is? Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I really don't know. You know? I mean, do you think it's naughty? No, I don't think it's naughty. I just think that, you know, uh, I don't think a, I don't think a forty-one-year-old man should be watching porn on a, in an elevator, you know, like like if because it's happened to me where I open it up, like I'm oh look my friends on WhatsApp and I open up a video and all of a sudden it's like ah and you're like what the fuck? you're like dude I'm a freaking professional in a professional building in a professional setting like you know okay I mean? like, but no. like but what I guess like but 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 why. Why does because that matter? That's a good question. I don't know. I guess why that? Okay. Okay. That's kind of the question that I have been thinking of lately. Um, okay. Is why does the, like, like, why does it matter? And I know the answer is because we, like, we're a Puritan culture and, like, you know, we're a Judeo-Christian nation and we're programmed into, like, believe that some things are good and some things are bad. Um, and using your body as, like, or sex um, to profit off of is considered, like, bad. And um, even though it's, like, the oldest profession in the world, um, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of... Uh, hypocrisy i think when it comes to um sex in general um and i've never been more i mean listen again this all this i don't think this would come to pass if it wasn't for the fact that i'm so bored in the quarantine <laughs> and um and also like my libido is very very high at the moment um mm -hmm. and so that intersection has me just like really just you know doing things that I was, were like originally thought of as being, and I, I know that I've seen images of people like in sexy bathing suits or suggestive poses posting on Instagram and been very judgy about that. Um, and I, what I realized like recently, um, like within the, I would say like, I was talking about it with David today. And it's that I think the judgmental part of it comes from, 
from a place where I was kind of like, I was really jealous. I get really jealous of people who get to do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? To yep. me, the freedom of, of shame is like kind of the goal. You know what I mean? Like, I love the idea of being free, of doing whatever the fuck I want, of like, of not having to be beholden to somebody or some ideal in order for there to be like love and acceptance. Um, and I know that like, because of the way that my pa- like the relationship that I have with my parents now is so strained because of like the world that we live in and the, and the religious, their religious beliefs and my choices that have, and not the ones that I have today, like not my like, you know, censored nudity on Instagram, but just because of the fact that I'm married to David. Mm-hmm. Um, means that I can't get like full, full, full access to that acceptance. So it's like, well, fuck it, right? And not fuck it, like I'm gonna do this in spite of you, but it's like I don't have, I want to do this, and now I really don't have to fucking worry about what you're gonna think. I think it's a beautiful time to do it. You know, I think this is the time because you know the beautiful thing about our outlet that we can use uh, our art for like Instagram and all any social media, whatever. The beautiful thing about it is that people have the option to not follow you, you know? And so it gives, you know, what's that? There's a meme that says like, if you don't like my Instagram, you can unfollow me. And it's just a picture of Peter Griffin pushing a person off of a cruise ship, (laughs) just saying, bye, bye. bye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to stray from porn and I don't want to, I, I, want to th- I want to say something and throw it right back to you. No, 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 go ahead. Is, is, is because lately I've been posting a lot on my music page. Yes. And, and the big question is why all of a sudden are you posting so much on your music page? I mean, why didn't you do it before? And it's because I was caught in that, in that like there's two worlds in music, right? There's, there's the musicians there's there's i would say three there's the music snobs there's the true musicians and then there's the viewer and the listeners right uh-huh. so i was caught in this dance where it's like musicians shame for like oh all you do is play covers you don't write any shit of your own okay right so why are you out playing other people's music right then you have the real music the those are the music snobs and then you have the real musicians that are like hey dude you have a talent it doesn't fucking matter use it yes right? Right. And then you have the viewers. Well, I was caught with I was caught in between of this, like, I shouldn't be posting or I shouldn't be recording unless it's my original work. But then I got caught up with life and I haven't, you know, recorded anything original. So that's why I stuck with covers. Covers has helped me make part of my living. I get yeah. constantly booked. We've been through that before. Um, and and I in, in that little genre, I've been very, very successful. And then, you know, one day somebody says, Carlos, first of all. Well, I, I never, you never struck me as a person that would give a shit about what anybody thought, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, how do you feel and how do you think the music snobs feel about the fact that there are people making a full-time living recording covers? You go on Spotify and half of the shit, half of the songs I like are covers and, and they're beautiful because there is an artistry in making a song your own. Anyway, so what has, what has, really lit a fire up my ass is that it's that you know what we're in a world we're in a time where you go and you just push and push and push and if people don't like what you're pushing they can unfollow me and so I throw it back to you 
because I've noticed all your posts. And, you know, as a married straight male, I could value what you're doing. There is an, a level of art to what you're doing. And you're right. There shouldn't be any shame. And the people that would express or make you feel ashamed shouldn't waste their time doing that. They should just say, well, I'm not going to follow him anymore if this is what he's going to be posting. And that's it. And it's over. Done deal. Or go drink Clorox. Um, what I would be the same people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, um, I, I get, I hear what you're saying and I agree with you on the, it doesn't really fucking matter what other people fucking think. Cause it kind of doesn't, but it also kind of does. We live in a world like we live in a, like for, for whatever people say, Miami is a really conservative place. Yeah. It's just weird. It, it's like, it's a hip, it's a hypocrite hypocritical conservative city because it is a vice city which was like party 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 but it's also like very hispanic which is like very pseudo-catholic and you know the the level of appropriateness so it's like sin 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 friday saturday and then you go to church on sunday and you're reborn right that's exactly yeah you're fucking hypocrisy um uh what's fine um (laughs) <laughs> I agree with everything. Listen, when we talk about like clinical, we talk about when we talk about like the feel good things, mm-hmm. um, it does it is super important to navigate those all of those all of those like vices, those 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 pleasure zones, um, with the respect that they deserve. Um, you know, any too much of anything is is not good. We we always are looking for a striking a, you know, striking a tone of balance. It's sure. kind of like what we always go for, right? Yeah. Um, and as if you said something about like, as a heterosexual man, you can appreciate what I'm doing. And I think it's really interesting that you brought this up. Um, I was talking about this topic with a couple, I've been talking about this topic with a couple different people throughout, like at least for a week now. Yeah, I can um, imagine that people are responding and, you know, sending you messages and stuff. And it's like, yes, and because it is provocative. And so I'm like the fact that it's provoking um, questions and it's provoking questions and comments from people that I didn't anticipate it it from, which to me is like gratifying. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I've talked to you, like, like now I want you to put your clinician's hat on and like knowing what you know about me, is that like a demonstration of like super egoic narcissistic behavior? Or is it something else? Again, that is something that highly, I mean, okay. So you're talking to a guy who didn't post his first shirtless pic on Instagram until he was 41 (laughs) till last week. And I'm trying to like, I'm like, like, get naked and put yourself in front of a drum set. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. So, I mean, you're talking to, to somebody who, um, is admires people who are so comfortable with their bodies. And I do think that we need more of this body positive message. Um, And I think that it's only, I think it's only, it depends on what your motives are, which will determine whether it's narcissistic or egomaniacal or anything like that. It all depends on your motives. I think your motives is that you've found a certain artistry combined with the fact that you value yourself and that's 
coming again from somebody who doesn't really value the way he looks and it's and it, I'm constantly working on that and I've talked about it since one of the first episodes we've ever recorded and I'm 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 still working on that so as somebody who struggles with a distorted self-image I I think it's great I think it's great that you can do that I know you as a, I know you personally I feel like I know you pretty well and I don't think it's coming from an egomaniacal, narcissistic place. I think it's coming from a place where, where you, you, you need, not that you need, but you have found another outlet. And man, like when, you know, when we were texting about it, I said, hey, it pushes people. Do it. Go for it. Uh, there's nothing that I saw that I was like, oh my gosh, super offended, obviously. I mean, you know. I think it's great, man. I think it's great and good. Thank you. Um, I don't, I wonder if there's a lot of times that you and I see very eye to eye um, because of the, because of like all the things that we have in common. And a couple of times we have this split. And I think this is where me being gay and living like on this, like completely separate, like world and culture, um, changes our perspective Mm -hmm. um our perspective on sex our perspective on relationships our perspectives on like what is and is not appropriate or what is and is not traditional what is and is not monogamy um all of those kinds of things um and i know that the response that i've gotten from straight people have has been a little different than the response that i've gotten from like from gay men and gay men who are my friends and gay men who are just want to have sex with me. Right. Because you put shit out there. Um, and it's like, David says, you're baiting out there. You're baiting. And I didn't, I, I kind of like, didn't like it when he said it originally, because it wasn't like, I wouldn't have used bait as that word, but it is, it is. I, and I admitted it later. I was like, it is, it is me being, I'm, if I want to use the word provocative, cause I like that word better but it is me baiting people. I'm trying to get incite a response, right? Um, and um, some of it is like, I dare you to say something. Like, I want to... There's a way on Instagram that you can filter um, your stories between the general public of everybody who follows you. And close friends. And close friends. Right. And so I have filtered close friends to remove people who I know would find that kind of content, um, like, offensive, offensive you know what i mean and basically i went down the list of like who are the and and i wrote it here on my piece of paper when you were talking earlier Mm -hmm. and it's like your what are your porn cons um or like what are like the cons to porn or who would have cons to porn and it's like you wrote like it's a parents thing and like religious thing um so basically like i took out all the moms i know that we crossed it with i took out all of (laughs) all of like the straight guys like all the parents are gone i took out all of the um i took out like just people all over like basically like my all of my family is out of there um i really affiliated to like a very specific targeted audience of people who like i want to send a response from I'm curious to see what they think about when they see it. Some people don't even look at it and move on. Or like, oh look, there's George with like a postage stamp over his dick again. Yeah, um, moving right like, along. I wasn't phased at all. I was just like, hey, look what he's doing. Which I'm super happy to hear um, that you're not phased by it because I think that is awesome. Because uh, I almost made it to your it, list, huh? 
No, you know, I, I'm just kidding. I'm I just, just kidding. Think, I almost made it. I love the. I love to be able to live in a world where like a straight guy can look at the picture of like a, a semi-naked man and be like, "Oh, moving right along," you know, and, and without having it be like, like dogs panting, like the way that some guys are like. Ah, 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 I want to, but yeah, but I want to see. This is what, or like the, the other side of it, or the other side of the, or the other side of it is being like you know like hammer and you know pitchfork and, and and fire and like he's a disgusting pedophile like all of those different things i just i look for like the huh okay moving along i mean the thing is is that i don't know you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and say it but i i'm sure this holds true for many straight men we do it anyway when it comes to like body image like i know there's celebrities that i would want to look like and people in our generation, George, you know, guys admired guys like, you know, coming up with, you know, guys like Marky Mark, well, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was Marky Mark in the Calvin Klein uh, ad or uh, Brad Pitt, you know, um, you know, the guys are like, I want to look like him. What are they doing? They're looking at him. There's and they're using his image to say, oh, I would like to look like that. I mean, so, I mean, to me, it's like. I see a picture of you and it's not like, Oh my gosh, like, what is he doing? I'm like, no, it's just, it's a dude appreciating his body. Move it right along, man. I want to do more of it. I also want to do it in like a much more like professional stylized way um, that looks more editorial and looks less like me just taking, you know, broke down naked pictures in my bedroom and putting postage, Instagram GIF stickers over myself. I want to like build props. I want to like have things. I want to like do more of that. Um, I, I, I love it. But this Did goddamn you know? quarantine got me locked in my house taking pictures of myself on all fours on my bed. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know what you're doing? You're preparing. Like, like you know what I've done? I've learned how to record all this stuff. And it's been because of the quarantine. Now when it's over, I can record stuff so easily because I learned how to do it thanks to the yeah. quarantine. I have a question though. Have yeah. you ever seen the book by Javier Betancourt, This Is Meant to Hurt You? No, I haven't. Okay, take a look at it. I'm not saying it's, ex- don't think of it as like, oh, like this is what you're trying to do. No, 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 just. Okay. Just look at it. Just, just, t- yeah, just yeah, check yeah. it out. It's great. It's phenomenal. Um, and, uh, and I think you, I think they have an Instagram page. He created an Instagram page for it. Okay. You might get some, some information there. It's really cool. And, and it's just really nice to see, you know, there's the artistry behind you. You'll see. And whoever's listening, go check it out. But, um, but Hey man, I would love to see your vision play out in this i would love to see once this quarantine is over like seeing ways that you can produce it in a different way and and maybe elevate it and you know you have my full support thank you yeah man and hopefully that will start fun that i'll start using the money raised from that to produce this i tag Milwaukee media in every single thirst trap post just to see that that's all right you know what i was more worried about? so there's a picture of me there's, a picture, there's i did one of me where i'm like i am on all fours and i am on my bed um and i know what that sounds like so do with that with what you will but one of them was an earth day post and i took the picture of like the earth like on top of where my like ass would go and it's like happy earth day which is 
fucking hilarious. It is. Because uh, it's not an Earth Day post, but it was Earth Day. So I was like, yeah, yeah happy Earth Day. And um, um, From my ass to yours. Yeah, right. And so, but what was really funny was I was, I had originally was thinking of, do you ever, are you a fan of Little Kim? Not, not particularly. So she dropped an album in like the 90s and it was like a big deal because she was like, and it was called, I think it was called Hardcore. And it's a picture of her doing the same thing. And I wanted to post like a side-by-side of me like recreating the picture, but I was one, I was like worried that that would be seen as like, you know, like uh, appropriation, cultural appropriation. And I was more worried about that than I was about like seeming inappropriate in the position that I was in. Hmm. And again, so now the question becomes, why even, why even? Because it's in my fucking head. I'm always fucking thinking. Like, like I'm just, I'm just in my head. Just go, just go. You know, that's the thing. It's just, it's just one thing that I've learned is just, just go. I'll say this. Like there's a part of me that has, that feels better about the way that I look now than when I started doing these things. Um, and it's like given me like the confidence to just like move freely through space but not have to worry about like, like when you, when you post pictures of yourself, like in suggestive, like when you post the pictures of yourself, like I have posted walking around shirtless is not a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? And like being worried about like what someone may or may not think about like, you know, my 38 inch waist not a big deal to me anymore. And I love the way that feels. It's a, it's an inspiration. It's an inspiration. Um, I'll tell you that, uh, you know, you have made a direct impact on my life and my self image because, you know, I, 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 there is a look that we have that instead of like, I want to, I want to look like that real thin person you know, we have, instead of looking at it as a disadvantage, I look at it as a huge advantage. And you have helped me. I'm not there yet. I mean, I posted a shirtless pic, so I'm, I'm making progress. But you, look great. You, you have really helped me embrace my body type and realize that it's a body type out of many. And any body type can look good shirtless. You don't have to look like real thin with a six pack like you know, like back to my nineties reference of Brad Pitt or Marky Mark, you know, that that's one look. It's not the look, you know? Um, so I think you look great, man. So thanks. Thank and you. just and thank wait you. until we do our Moaka media calendar um, <laughs> of us in all of the different months and poses um, that we'll produce once this quarantine is over. Um <laughs> And, uh, and, yeah, I, and listen, George, you know, you're going to see my penis by the time this year is over, Carlos, and you're going to have to get okay <laughs> with it. Listen, <laughs> we're going to be okay with it. We're friends. I mean, <laughs> we're never going to have sex and that's okay, but we are going to be in a naked country <laughs> and it's not going to be for fucking charity. I'll tell you, <laughs> fucking, we're going to produce this podcast and I'm going to use my body. Your body, your voice, <laughs> every fucking thing. Oh, you know what's man. Like, I, I, I have you ever felt like 
Do you ever, have you ever like heard somebody slut shame a girl for doing these kinds of things on the internet? Yeah, of course, all the time, yeah. And like, have you ever like felt like you had to say something to that person? Oh, I've gotten to a point in my life where I just don't get involved. I don't get involved in those things. You know, like, it's like, if I hear somebody doing that, it's like, okay, unless they're talking about somebody I know, that's obviously very different. But if it's like, you know, oh, you know, whatever, look at this. And, you know, of course she has, of course she has 13,000 followers. She's always showing her tits. It's like, okay, well, you know, okay, well, you know what, dude, like she has 13,000 followers and I have 600. So you know what? Use them, go for it. You know what I mean? Like, but um, I don't get involved, you know, with things, with things like that. And yeah, no. Yeah, there's there's really a million other reasons to not like somebody, but them posting naked pictures on the internet, I don't think has to be one of them. It doesn't have to be one of them. You know, it's so funny. This conversation brings me back to my, I have a life struggle. My struggle is always, uh, and I'm not, I don't mean to make it about me. We no, do it, do it, do it. We can just get in and out of this. No, no. pun intended. But, um, but, you know, it, I always find myself right on the line of, traditional conservative with the artistic music guy. And I always, I always meet and we always, every day of my life, I have this guy and I have this guy. And it's like, they, at the end of the day, they always meet up right in the middle and they clash, you know? And it's like, I was laughing so hard today because I, posted something in my personal Instagram and then I posted something on my music Instagram and I'm like I am these two people it's not an alter ego yes I I am these two people like the motivational thing that I posted I feel that I believe that I live that I'm sharing that with people I am that person and then I'm playing a song and I'm like I am none of it's an act and it's so funny when we talk about things like porn when we talk about like the provocative pictures that you're posting, when we're talking about anything that's like pushing the boundaries, pushing the limits a little bit, I'm like so okay with, because that's that artist side of me that I don't give a fuck, you know, go for it side of me. And it's like life because of necessity, having to make a living, being on your own, having to have a career, you know, introduce me to that more conservative, traditional dad type, you know, and it's like, I'm always in that, in that fight with myself. Very, very, you know, not to sound narcissistic, but I find myself very fascinating. <laughs> it is, I, it's what, it's definitely what draw, drew this, it's what drew us together, right? Like we have, um, a traditional conservative foundation, mm-hmm. you know, which had nothing to do with, which, which we had no control over. We were raised a certain way. Right. Um, and when you are force fed, you know, that for at least the first 14 years of your life, it's most likely the first 21 years of your life, right? Those, Correct. you know, three, seven year cycles. Um, the likelihood is that it's going to have a fucking impact. 
and we've talked about how we spend the first, you know, those first three segments being fucking hardwired to think one way. And then we spend the next three segments trying to fucking untangle all that shit and figure it out for ourselves. And you know what? Some people have a really hard, really easy time because they're like, they look at the way they've been raised and they're like, yes, that is the way. And they, they just kind of like march along to that beat of the drum and they continue and they like, and they continue forward. And, and I can't relate to that because that's not, hasn't been my experience. Um, And, I know you can't relate to that because that also hasn't been your experience. Right, it hasn't. It hasn't. And so, when, and it's like when we find, I think when we find our, each other, and by like we, I mean like people like us, when we find each other, we gravitate to each other. And we just like hold on because we're like, yes, we get, we understand what it is to be this like, have these traditional values. Because um, there's a part of us that still holds on to it. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> I got married and I wanted to get married. Like I wanted to have a person. Um, Mm -hmm. And while our, our, our relationship seems to look on its face as to be very traditional and conservative, it it, it is not, it isn't, you know, and that's just, that's our business. Um, But it's just like, I don't know. It's very, I was worried about, expressing this and having it have some having there be backlash Mm -hmm. um and i'm still aware of kind of places where it might come to and i've had like those pretend arguments or those pretend conversations that we fucking do all the time in our own head you know i'm talking about where you're just like yeah and you're just like wait i'm gonna get ready for it and all i can think of is someone being like you know pull i can only imagine someone trying to be like funny or trying to it's kind of for me it plays out in the way of someone trying to shame me where I'm in a, in a place, most likely a professional setting, and someone whips out their phone and they're like, oh, did you see this? And it's a picture of me naked in the bushes of my backyard. Um, and the only response I can have of that is me kind of like the same way, the same response I had to the bully I had when I was a senior year in, in high school after I had come out of the closet. And he comes up to me in the middle of the hallway and he tells me that I'm a faggot. And I was like, yes, I already told everybody that when I came out of the closet. Right. You're not telling me new news. Yeah, your picture shattering here. Yeah, the picture that you're showing me is off of my, my public Instagram page. And again, it's out there for everyone to see. What are you trying to do right now? Right. What are you right. trying to do right now? And see, so we, now it, come, it brings us back again to this Moaka specific thing that our generation has gone through and what that person doesn't realize. See, technology and different media outlets have advanced so much in such such a short period of time that our generation, you and me, our generation, we had groups of people that with all these changes stuck to their traditional Gen X kind of belief system that they grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group of us that went with it and, re- and and now we're in this world where everything is so transparent with some something that you're doing is actually appreciated. The more transparent you are, the better. So that person can be at a dinner party. That person is 40 years old and tries to shame you. And a 30 year old is going, bro, that is so you're so uncool. 
Like that is the most uncool thing. Like we don't do that in this world, pops. All right. Like, listen, old man, get off of Instagram if you're going to be doing shit like that. And then, and then there's guys, same age, guys like you and I who have gone with the times and know that that's just an uncool thing to do. Social media is sharing, sharing equals supporting a lot of times. And yeah, there's always going to be trolls, but, but then you have like those older school mentality Gen Xers that are going to be like, oh, you know, it would be fun. Let's talk about the picture. Let's call George out on the picture he posted. Look what George, what he's doing. And everyone's like, uh, dude, like you're not being funny. Like that is like whatever funny is, that's the opposite of funny, you know? And yeah, I'm listen, I'm very just, interesting. I'm not, I'm not out here like, you know, with my ass on the internet, like it was right. a refreshing day for bubbly water, hashtag bubbly, hashtag bubbly, hashtag bubbly. Or like, I'm so glad I had this, uh, you know, my, my solar case phone, Right. Hashtag Apple, hashtag this. You know, mine's all just like, it's, I don't know. I'm you. not trying to sell anything but our punk. <laughs> Unapologetically. It's, uh, it's just us. This is it. This is, yeah. this is what we do. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, tomorrow we have a potential meeting with our potential first sponsor. Excellent. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I'm telling you this on the show. I love, this is how our, I love how our podcast works. I mean, <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it after we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, so anyway, I, I think that, you know, going back to porn. Okay. Yes. Um, I just, I think honestly, I just think that it's something you just gotta be with moderation, that's it. When it comes to the consumption of it, like yeah. all consumption, okay. moderation is best. Yes, you absolutely. Know? And when it comes to production, you know, what I've realized is you want to be the owner of your own shit, <laughs> not the fucking right. talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, like, listen, there was a Supreme Court justice who famously said... I don't exactly know how to define porn, but I know it when I see it. And when I look yeah. at the stuff that I'm doing, I don't think it's pornographic. It's not. Man. It's not. It's really not. It is. It, there's a very artistic thing about it and I admire it. And I admire that you're just going ahead and doing with it and go get it. Do it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So did you expect did you expect this to be the talk that we're gonna have when I told you I want to talk about porn? Nope, and that's what I love the most about this podcast. Yeah. You know, I get you know this is a great. We get to do two things. We get it's these episodes become a very cathartic episode, which we've had a lot of lately, um, and we get to vent. We get to show people or people can learn people who are interested can learn more about how we are and who we are but most importantly it resonates with people and it's like okay you know like i'm not alone in this like there you know i i agree with his view i agree with that view i think it's great where this conversation took us you know and um and i'm grateful i'm grateful that you brought it up hey man i'm super grateful that i've got an amazing partner like you that is like willing to go on the ride that i take you on because i'd be taking you places and um, yes you have producer and I, George. Appreci- 
I appreciate like um, everyone who comes back and listens to our show every week, um, especially these days when we haven't been able to be together. I know, man. Oh my gosh. We're going to value that first session where we're actually in the same room together. We're going to value that so much. I want to say this on the show and it's the first time that I've actually talked about doing this. I've in the past when we talked about doing stuff like this, it's always been like a what if, what if, what if, but I definitely want to like push and produce this to the point that when the quarantine is lifted, I want to do a live show. Me too. I want us to do a live recording and I have an idea about the where, and I have an idea about what the flow is going to be like, but yeah, that live show with people in the place listening. Yeah. Okay. I want to do it. I, you always, I always admire your vision on things and I, I like your visual perspective on things. So we're going to be making it a room together. Just to do that. <laughs> we're going right. to hedonism. That's all we're doing. Can you imagine that I'm like, all right, listen, I can be bottomless, but I can't be shirtless. Sorry. Just poo-bearing around like t-shirt, no pants. Just there's Carlos. <laughs> Again, poo-bearing everywhere. <laughs> Converse. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with Carlos? Carlos just doesn't take his shirt off. That's doesn't just, like it. It just, it's just has yeah. no, no problems with his yeah. pants being down. But yeah. There, oh. yeah. There's only one shirtless pick in history and we still don't even know how to find it. So <laughs> you're amazing. Likewise. So George, where can they find us? You can find this podcast anywhere you consume your podcast. We are available to everyone now on all streaming platforms. We also have, through the things of modern technology, able to record our sessions and upload them to YouTube. Um, if you want a one-stop shop for all Malacca Media content, go to MalaccaMedia.com. Excellent. I am at Cardos.Escanilla or my music page at Cardos305Music. George. And I am at George I. Sanchez with provocative content brought to you like at least once a day. Perfect. Hey, and if you want to be on my close friends list and you're not on it now, send me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll add you. Yeah. Send them a DM that says, I am not a judgmental asshole. Like I haven't seen the posted stamp pictures. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see Thanks you everybody guys for coming. Next week. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.